0: Hello everyone, my name is Taryn.
1: And my name is Nicole.
0: And you are listening to the Craving Crimes podcast sponsored by the Criminology and Criminal Justice Collective at the University of Michigan, Dearborn. We are so excited to have you join us today as we talk about the case of Kimberly Clark Saints.
1: In April of 2008, several patients at a dialysis clinic in Lufkin, Texas were experiencing alarming complications during their routine treatment. The clinic had around two emergency calls to EMS in the previous 15 months, but had 30 calls during the last month alone. During this time, Clara Strange, Thelma Metcalf, Garland Kelly, Graciela Castaneda, Cora Bryant, Marie Bradley, Opal Few, Deborah Oates, Marva Roan, and Carolyn Reisinger all suffered from cardiac and blood pressure related incidents with some of them meeting their fates. A meeting was held at the clinic to address the situation and only one employee did not show up. Her name is Kimberly Clark Sainz and this is her story.
0: Kimberly Clark Saints was employed as a licensed vocational nurse at Davira Dalsis Clinic for around nine months at the time. Science was struggling in her personal life. Her husband had filed for divorce as well as a restraining order after a number of incidents of domestic disturbance, criminal test passing, and public intoxication. Science had issues with overusing prescription drugs and substance abuse. She had previously been fired from previous nursing jobs before, at least four times. She had also previously put false information on job applications.
1: On the morning of April 28, 2008, she was distressed and in tears to learn that she was being demoted, from being a nurse injecting medications into patients' dialysis ports to cleaning up the blood and vomit of patients. Sains was vocal about her dissatisfaction with her job. She had expressed her dislike for certain patients who later ended up as her victims. On April 28, 2008, Arriving at the office are our next victims, Marva Roan and Carolyn Reisinger, for routine dialysis treatment. In come our witnesses, Lurleen Hamilton and Linda Hall, who noticed nervous behavior from Sains. They watched as Kimberly poured bleach into a bucket and drew syringes full of bleach. She then injected the bleach into the dialysis lines of Roan and Reisinger, who soon after experienced drops in blood pressure, Sains dropped the needles into the sharps containers. Lurleen Hamilton reported what she saw to the clinic supervisor saying, in quotes, I'm worried because she's assigned to me.
0: Bleach is frequently used at dialysis clinics, often diluted with water to clean equipment in between patients. The machines are also internally cleaned once a week with bleach. Was it an issue of the machines not being cleaned properly? No. Science stated that she was taking extra precautions in the presence of the monitors who were there to inspect protocols after so many deaths had occurred. Science admitted to drawing up bleach in a syringe but said it was because she wanted to be precise about how much bleach to put in her cleaning cleaning solution. When questioned, Science responded that sometimes I do and when I can't find the little medicine cups. There wasn't any cups up there that day. So I took my bleach and I just poured it and then I pulled up to 10 cc. Cause I knew that would be like 10 ml. But she denied injecting bleach into patients. However, the dialysis lines of affected patients all tested positive for bleach.
1: It is important for us to take a minute to acknowledge the victims of Kimberly's actions. Clara Strange was an avid quilter who loved to cook and was a very outgoing person. Thelma Metcalf was a loving wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. Both Strange and Metcalf died of cardiac arrest on April 1st, 2008. Garland Kelly suffered of cardiac arrest on April 16th and died on April 18th. Also on April 16th, Graciela Castaneda lost consciousness during treatment, but she survived. Cora Bryant suffered from cardiac arrest on April 22nd and died three months later.
0: On April 23rd, Mary Bradley suffered a severe drop in blood pressure, but she survived. Opal Few was 91 years old and was devoted to her family, including a great, great grandson. She died of cardiac arrest on April 26th. Also on April 26th, Deborah Oates suffered multiple symptoms and blood pressure drop. April 28th, was the day when Marva Roan, Carolyn Pressinger, suffered from severe drop in blood pressure. These three all survived as well.
1: So Taryn, I know you did some research on what happens to your body if bleach happens to be in your bloodstream. How does this relate to the symptoms experienced by the affected patients?
0: Yeah, Nicole, I found out that toxicologists with the CDC concluded all five capital murder victims died from bleach injection. It is impossible to measure amount of bleach in someone's blood because the bleach reacts too quickly, hence converting to hypochlorous acid, which damages the organs and tissues. All five capital murder victims became unresponsive and suffered cardiac arrest during the treatments.
1: It is also important to note that for Strange, Metcalf and Bryant, that the dialysis machine's blood flow rate was lowered. You can reduce the likelihood of the machine sounding the alarm by turning down the patient's blood flow rate. For one of her victims, Garland Kelly was unresponsive when Sains attempted to reset his machine. There was a large black clot in the arterial chamber And Sainz's co-worker notified her of Strange's condition, saying, in quotes, it was like she really didn't care.
0: Nicole, I know you did some research. Can you elaborate on the incriminating behavior exhibited by Kimberly?
1: So the day after the poisoning of Rhone and Reisinger, the Vita Dialysis Clinic held a mandatory meeting for its staff and Sainz was nowhere to be found. A co-worker named Wurlon Guillory called to check and see if she would be attending the meeting. Sainz said she would not be coming because she is chaperoning her daughter's field day. Her co-worker raised concern that Sainz could lose her job over this. Sainz responded with, OK.
0: Gillery visited a distraught Kimberly, who was crying, and, she s- and said, She didn't kill those people, but there were no allegations of anyone killing patients at Davida clinic. When questioned by police, Science responded, if I'm doing something wrong, I want to know that I'm doing something wrong, because I don't want to kill somebody. But in reality, if Science's concern was truly a question of following protocol and being accurate, the jurors could have easily determined using a syringe was not logical.
1: Also, around the time of the poisoning, there were some searches found on her computer. On April 2, 2008, at 4.15 a.m., there was a Yahoo search on her computer for bleach poisoning. This was the day after her first victims, Strange and Metcalf, died, before there was any suspicion of foul play. On May 3, 2008, at 7 p.m., there was a Yahoo search for bleach given during dialysis, and Can bleach be detected in dialysis lines, as well as dialysis patients' symptoms of bleach infusion? When questioned, Sains explained that she was concerned about what was happening with the patients and wanted to understand what could be happening. However, Sains was the first to ever mention bleach as a potential cause of patient injuries. Now, we are going to talk about her trial and sentencing.
0: Kimberly's defense attorney made the case that she was being set up by her employer, saying, Kimberly Science is a good nurse, a compassionate, a caring individual who assisted her patients and was well liked.
1: The prosecution said that these claims were ridiculous, describing her as a depressed and disgruntled employee who complained about specific patients, including some of those who died or were injured.
0: Science testified said she had been a scapegoat for something that Dawida Clinic could have kept from happening.
1: Sainz also stated, I've been trying to rack my brain because I know I did not do what they're accusing me of doing. I know I did not do that. I would never inject bleach into a patient. Science also said, in quotes, I feel so railroaded. I feel like there is this big company and they need a way to get out of it and I am the scapegoat and that is how I feel.
0: Kimberly Clark Sands was found guilty of capital murder and three counts of aggravated assault. She was sentenced to 20 years in prison for each count of aggravated assault and life in prison without parole for capital murder.
1: There are a number of explanations, including that victims are accessible and vulnerable. There has been a large increase in serial murders of the elderly as they are especially vulnerable. Also, in hospitals, there's a low suspicion of something like this happening and a wide variety of weapons and methods to kill that are easily disposed of. For example, there's been an increased use of potassium chloride used by healthcare killers. This chemical is difficult to detect in an autopsy. Also, succinylcholine is normally used as a muscle relaxant during surgery. A high enough dose can damage chest muscle function and stop the patient's breathing. Another reason being autopsies are not usually performed in hospitals. So Taryn, what are some red flags to look out for in a hospital setting?
0: Some red flags you can look out for in a hospital setting will be an unexpected death in which a family member is not present at the bedside. And second will be insufficient evidence to pursue a case. Um, the next one you can say is that if there are no eyewitnesses to the crime and in some previous incidents, the weapon of choice is usually what is called a sudden chemical, sudden death chemical, which is readily available and not checked for in an autopsy. Also important to note the syringes, IVs, and feeding tubes are most common entryways if using poison.
1: There are some other red flags to consider relating to the subject in these types of cases. The killer is usually charming and friendly, but has difficulty with personal relationships killer also has incidents in prior employment, as did Kimberly, drugs and poisons found in the subject's home, insisting the patient died of natural causes, showing no remorse, and patients complaining about the subject, and we definitely see this in the case of Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discuss the case of Kimberly Clark Sains. Be sure to follow the Criminology and Criminal Justice Collective's Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ccjcumd. For any questions about today's podcast, please contact our president, Sarah Doctor, via email s-a-r-a-d-o-k at umich.edu. Stay tuned for the next episode as we discuss the Barksdale tale.